We are on the bottom of Yevamos Memhei Amar Aleph, 45A3 in the article Gemara. So far we have been discussing uh, the situation of a non-Jewish father and a Jewish mother, and what the status is of the child. Uh, and we had, there's this big dispute whether or not the child is a mamzer, or do we say that the, ju- the child is not a mamzer, the child could marry um, anybody from the Jewish people. And the way we pask and the way we follow according to the halacha is that really they could marry anybody. They are allowed to marry anybody. And we'll see in this, uh, in the coming Gemara, what exactly are they arguing about? What's, what exactly is the basis for their argument? Uh, but before we get there, the Gemara asks another very interesting question. Shalchulei b'nei be'i le the uh, resident of be'i which is a place. They asked Rabbah the following question. What is the status, not of a non-Jewish father, but we could have a situation, there's a situation which could occur, uh, we had this also in Chagiga, where there's a person who is half Jewish, half not Jewish. How could you have a situation where a person is half Jewish and half not Jewish? The case is where we have a non-Jewish slave. If there's a non-Jewish slave, and he was, let's say, he had two owners, two different people owned him, and he was freed by one of the owners. So the Jewish law, uh, the law is that a non-Jewish slave who has two, who has a Jewish owner, uh, when they become free, uh, so then they become Jewish. They do become Jewish. And so he was freed by one of his two owners. And so therefore he's half free and a half a slave. And as such, he's really half Jewish and half not Jewish. So the question is, what happens if a Jewish mother has relations with, meaning a Jewish woman has relations with this person who is half Jewish, half not Jewish, what is the status of the child? So Amaluhu, Rabbi says to him, Hashta Evid Kulo He says, Rabbi says, I don't understand. Uh, we follow the position that even if the even if the father is com- is a complete non Jew, not just half Jewish, half not Jewish, but a complete non Jew, we say that the child is not a mom's there. So then certainly when the father is a half-Jew, a half-non-Jew, because he's this person who is half-freed, and so therefore he's half-Jewish, half-not-Jewish, so then certainly the child would be perfectly uh, perfectly uh, kosher. Uh, so the Gemara says, well, so hold on a second. We, we already find others who disagree. Amr of Yosef. Rav Yosef says, Mara Dishmaisa, the author is Manu, is Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda is the one who says that uh, if the father is not Jewish and the mother is Jewish, that the child, he's one of the people, but he's definitely one of them who says that the child is completely kosher and is allowed to marry whoever they want. And yet Rav Yehuda also says, He also says that when a Jewish mother, uh, when it's the uh, a Jewish woman has relations with Somebody who is a half-free person. He was originally not Jewish. And then he had two owners. And one of them was Jewish. One of them was, They were both Jewish. And one of them freed them. So he's half-free, half-a slave. And therefore he's half-Jewish, half-not-Jewish. In that situation, Rabbi Yehuda also says that the Vlad, the child, is in fact a mamzer. The child is a mamzer. Uh, and why would that be? Why, why would that be stricter? than a case where the father is not Jewish entirely. It's very, very strange. So the Gemara is going to give two suggestions. What exactly was what was the scenario in which we said that the child is a mamzer? What exactly is that scenario? So the Gemara is going to give one suggestion. 
the Gemara is going to reject that suggestion, and then the Gemara will give a final suggestion. And so the Gemara says as follows. Ki itmar de Rehuda. Suggestion number one is that when Rav Yehuda said that the child is a mamzer, it's kegon, de kadish bas Yisrael. A very interesting uh, scenario. Basically, this half-Jew, half-non-Jew, it's not just that they had relations. He had relations with a Jewish woman, but he also uh, did kiddushin. He attempted to marry this woman. Since he attempted to marry this woman, so his half that was free, his half that was Jewish, because he became free and became free, and now he's Jewish. So that half, which is Jewish, is now halakhically viewed as married to this woman, because that's the Jewish part of him. He has this uh, strange identity of being half Jewish, half not Jewish. So the half that's Jewish is married to this woman. The half that's not Jewish is uh, not married to this woman. So you have this weird situation where half of this person is married to this woman, half of this person is not married to this woman. He has a double identity of being half Jewish and half not Jewish. And so therefore, since uh, he's married, half of him is married uh, to this woman, and the other half is not, So, and the other half is, is, is being not Jewish, uh, so then the reason why the child is a mom's there is because when they have relations, it's true, from the half that he's a Jew, so it's relations within marital relations, it's regular marital relations within the context of a marriage. However, because he has this double identity, and because his other half is not Jewish, so then, even though he's having relations with the same person, she's having relations with the same person, but it's a form of adultery. It's the form of adultery because even though he's ma- she's married to half of him, but she's not married to the other half. And so therefore you have this very strange situation where she's committing adultery with the other half, which is not Jewish. And so therefore, since she is committing adultery, therefore the child is a mamzer, meaning it's true. In general, if it's just a regular scenario of a half uh, where a Jewish woman has relations with uh, a man who is half free, meaning half Jewish and half not Jewish. So then the child is certainly not a mamzer. Uh, just like if the father were to be not Jewish entirely, the child is not a mamzer. So too in this scenario, the child is not a mamzer. What's unique about this case where Behuda says the child is a mamzer is where this half Jew, half non-Jew married this woman. And so therefore he's, his half that's Jewish is married to her. The half that's not Jewish is not married to her. When they have... Uh, marital, when they have sexual relations, so then it's also a form of adultery. It's a strange situation where it's also a form of adultery because uh, she's having marital relations with the half that's Jewish, but with the half that's not Jewish, it's a form of adultery, and so therefore the child is a mamzer. That's what the Gemara assumes at this stage of the Gemara. However, the Gemara points out that this is incorrect. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, It says in the name of Rabbi Yaakov, uh, the rule is that when we, according to the opinion that says that if the father is not Jewish, so then the child is a mamzer, this applies even if uh, the mother uh, was single. Even if the Jewish mother was single and has relations with his non-Jewish uh, father, the child is a mamzer. And, and, and the opinion that says that the child is not a mamzer applies even if the mother... Uh, the mother who is Jewish, is currently married to somebody else. Even if she's committing adultery with a non-Jew, with a complete non-Jew, those who say that the child is not a mamzer will say the child is not a mamzer even in that scenario, even in a scenario where the Jewish uh, mother 
is married to somebody else, and therefore it's a for, it's it's adultery with a non-Jew. But even though it's adultery, since it's with a non-Jew, the opinion that says that the child is not a mamzer will maintain that even in that scenario, the child is not a mamzer. Any form of having relations with a non-Jew, the child is not a mamzer, even if uh, the woman is married to somebody else, is currently married to somebody else, and it's a form of adultery, the child would still not be a mamzer. So if that's the case, so then certainly... In the scenario where a half Jew, half not, half slave, a half free, half slave, half Jew, half slave, uh, marries a, a Jewish woman, and half of him is married to her, half of him is not married to her, but the half that's not married to her is the half that he's not Jewish, and so therefore, certainly, the child, uh, if in general you hold that the child is not a mamzer, so then in this situation as well, the child should not be a mamzer, because we never say the child is a mamzer as long as they are having, she's having relations with a non-Jew. Even if she's currently married, she's currently married and it's a form of adultery, still the child is not a mamzer. And so therefore, this is a rejection. This is a rejection of the first suggestion because we cannot say that the child is a mamzer because of adultery because it's not true. If the adultery occurred through having relations with a Jewish, with a non-Jewish man, it is not viewed, it is not, uh, the child is not a mamzer. Now, it's important to note that some do say it still would be viewed as adultery. It still might be viewed as adultery. Um... But it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't uh, create the child to be a mamzer. So it would be viewed as adultery, but the, uh, but it, the child would not be a mamzer. How do we know that the child is not a mamzer? Even in that scenario where it's a form of adultery, where the woman is married to somebody else, how do we know that the, that the child is not a mamzer? The Gemara explains, uh, In the psukim, in the verses, uh, the prohibition to marry a person's uh, father's wife, a man cannot marry his father's wife, is found, it's juxtaposed to the concept of a mamzer. And so therefore the Gemara says, according to both opinions, meaning the opinion that says that a non-Jewish father and a Jewish mother leads to a mamzer, or according to the opinion that says that it doesn't need to lead to a mamzer, even in a scenario where she, the woman, is married to, to, to somebody else and it's a form of adultery, still the child is not a mamzer, they both learn it out based on the juxtaposition to uh, the prohibition of the father's wife, that a person is not allowed to marry their father's wife. Um, uh, there's some sort of, we, we learn the rules of when a mamzer occurs from that uh, from that prohibition, from that relationship. And it, the Gemara explains as follows. A man, the apostle, the one who says that a Jewish mother having uh, relations with a, uh, when, in a case of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father, the child is a mamzer. How do we know that? Because just like if a person were, were to have relations with his father's wife, uh, so then uh, that is a situation where it's not even viewed, even if they were attempted to get married, they wouldn't even be viewed as a legal marriage. And, and that creates a mamzer. That situation creates a mamzer. So too, what defines a mamzer, according to this first approach, is any form of relations, any sexual relations with somebody where it's impossible to have a legal marriage. In a case where it's impossible to have a legal marriage, the child in such a relationship, uh, in such a prohibitive relationship, the child will be a mamzer. And so therefore, says this first opinion, uh, when a person has, when a woman has relations with a non-Jew, since it's impossible to have a legal marriage in that situation, the child is a mamzer. However, the other opinion, Ma'adim Achshir the one who holds that the child is not a mamzer, he's of the following opinion. 
Savar Maish is after the Delo Tasibakadush and Lafrini Tasibakadush and Lafuke Ove Kocham, the Evid Delo Tasibukadushin Klaal. According to this second opinion that says that the child of a Jewish mother and not a Jewish father is not a Mamzer, the logic behind that is that it's only a Mamzer in a situation where it's like having relations in the scenario where a person has relations with his father's wife. Why? In that case, it's only him. It's only the, let's say, the stepson or something like that. It's the stepson and the, and the stepmother where uh, really she can marry anybody else. She would be allowed to marry, let's say, if she wasn't uh, currently married to her husband, she would be allowed to marry anybody else and be totally permissible. It's only because of this unique relationship, the relationship that exists between the stepson and the stepmother, uh, and that unique type of relationship, it's family. Uh, so that's what creates the severity of the sin because they're allowed to marry other people and it's only because of that unique relationship where there is a prohibition. So that creates a mamzer. Or, for example, adultery. If a person is married and and uh, they commit adultery because of the relationship that they are in, in the fact that they are married, so that creates a mamzer. However... When it comes to a non-Jew, it's not because of the unique relationship. It's just the concept of a Jew marrying a non-Jew does not create uh, does not create a legal marriage. It's just that it's totally it's totally it's not because of the relationship this specific relationship between this Jew and this non-Jew. No, it's just because a non-Jew does not the, the whole concept of marriage does not exist between a Jew and a non-Jew. But it's not because of the unique relationship and which and this prohibitive relationship. And so, therefore, uh, when a Jewish woman has uh, has uh, sexual relations with a non-Jewish man, so the child is not a mamzer, because the whole point, according to the second approach, and this is elaborated on by uh, some of the commentators, including the Rashba, the whole idea is that the only time which we create a mamzer is in a situation where there's a it's a severe uh, prohibition, it's a severe act, the fact that. It's an erva, it's incest, or it's adultery, uh, because specifically of this type of relationship. But they're allowed to marry somebody else. They're allowed to marry other Jews. They're allowed to marry other people. But it's specifically this type of relationship, which is a prohibition. Uh, However, uh, to marry or to have relations with a non-Jew, where the whole connection is, it's a weak weak connection. There's just, there's no legal marriage between a Jew and a non-Jew. But it's not because there's a unique relationship between this particular Jew and non-Jew. So therefore, the child is not a mamzer. It's not viewed as an erva, as this very severe uh, prohibition because of the relationship per se. And so therefore, the child is not a mamzer. And that would even include a scenario where, let's say, the woman is married. She's married to some other Jew. And she commits adultery with a non-Jew. Because uh, the overriding factor here, the reason why they cannot become legally married, the overriding factor is the fact that he's not Jewish. That's the overriding factor. So therefore, that's how we define the relationship. It's not one of adultery, but it's about having relations with a non-Jew. And so therefore, the child is not a mamzer according to the second approach. Um, and that's, that's, these are two very th- th- this, these two different uh, perspectives. Uh, are very important. Again, according to the first first perspective, the first opinion, the child is a mamzer if the father is not Jewish. Because what determines a mamzer is if it's impossible for the parents to have a legal marriage. A mother who's Jewish, a father who's not Jewish, cannot have a legal marriage, therefore the child is a mamzer. According to the second approach, no. Uh, The whole point is that because of the relationship, because it's 
family because it's adultery. So therefore, that's what creates a mamzer uh, because of this unique relationship. They're able to marry other people. They cannot marry this particular person. But when it comes to non-Jews, you're not allowed to marry any non-Jew. So it's not about this particular relationship. And so therefore, the child is not a mamzer. And that's how we follow. We follow the opinion this is the child is not a mamzer. So anyways, this... Uh, now we still have to answer our original question. Eliki Itmar de Yehuda, how could Rav Yehuda say that a half Jew, half non-Jew, who marries, or sorry, who has relations with a Jewish woman, the child is a mamzer? What's the case? So the Gemara explains, Kigon Sheba al Ish. The case is simple. The case is where this Jewish woman is married to somebody else, not to this person, but to somebody else. Since she's married to somebody else, so therefore the half Jew within him is committing adultery. Now now it's a case of adultery because the half-Jew within him is having relations with this woman and to therefore that's a form of adultery and now the child is a mamzer. Okay, that's the end of the Gemara. The Gemara now has just a few more lines to conclude this particular topic. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Amali Rav Gaza, Rav Gaza told to me, Ikla Rav Yossi Bar Avin Lazar and Rav Yossi Bar Avin came to our place. There was a case where there was a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man who had relations, the Jewish woman was single, and then the child was kosher. The child was not viewed as a mamzer. However, there's another case where the woman was, the Jewish woman was married to another Jew, and then he said that the child is unfit. The child is unfit, unlike what we've been saying until now. Not like what we were saying until now. Until now, we were saying that it doesn't make a difference whether they're single or married. Anytime you have relations with a non-Jew, the child is not a mamzer. Here, he said that no. There was a difference whether or not the mother is Jewish, the mother is single or not, or married. However, there's a different version. Amr Rav Sheshit says there's a different version. He says to me, Rav Gaza said differently. I heard a different version from Rav Gaza. First of all, it was a different... He told it to me that Rav Zvidi was the one who came to visit. And he said, And he said the way we've been understanding it until now... That, as l- even if the Jewish woman is married to somebody else, still, anytime you have relations with a non-Jewish man, the child is not a mamzer. And we have a similar incident. Uh, the son of Rabbah said to Ravina, came to our town, and he also said this. She also said that uh, if if any time there's relations between sexual relations between a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man, even if the woman is married. To a, to a Jew, uh, still the child is not a mamzer. And that's the halacha, the hilchasa. Finally, one last line. The hilchasa, obe kuchavim, the ever haplad kasher, bein penuya, bein be'eshes ish. That is the law. The way we paskin, and this is how we follow till today, uh, is that if there's a Jewish mother, even if she's married to another Jew, if she has relations with a non Jewish man, the child is not a mamzer. The child is kasher, whether or not they're puzzle to be a Kohen, to join into the Kahuna, to marry a Kohen, that is a separate story. That's what's, what we mentioned in the last recording, um, which is that we, we try to stay away from that. If they already got married, they're allowed to stay married, but we definitely try to uh, stay away from the, having them marry a Kohen. Okay, we'll continue with the Gemara. The next com- couple of Gemaras gets into the whole topic of conversion. So this, we have a lot of interesting topics ahead.